Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy for Me. And it's been a kind of uh, a very full and very uh, sort of action-packed kind of week. I've found myself having something going on pretty much every night, which is not something that's fairly normal um, for lockdown. And there seems to have been a lot of work going on and I seem to have been on Zoom calls all the time and got a bit knee-deep in a project and what have you. So uh, we'll take a bit of time and we'll unpack unpack that and the things that have really chimed with uh, with me but not until we've had a little bit of that twangy guitar <laughs> So I spent a bit of time over the weekend messing about with Zoom um, and I made the decision to upgrade the Zoom package from the kind of standard package that I guess most of us have been using, uh, which allows us to dive into meetings and, and you know, and, and if we host meetings to host meeting one to one meetings for quite an amount of time Um and upgrade the package to uh, the pro package, which allows you to host meetings for hours and hours and hours and have up to 100 people in a call and all those kind of things, which in reality I'm, I'm, I'm not going to use. Um, but I did it for the, um, for, the, for the podcast business, for a short stories, for one simple thing. It allows you to stream um, or to take a Zoom call and stream it directly to uh, a YouTube channel. So it's a simple way to get, um, I, I guess, to get a piece of content out to a, an unrestricted number of people. And obviously, if you use a private listing, then you can get it out to a group of people and it can commercially can be quite useful. And the reason why I was messing a, uh, about with this um, was because we've got to the 40th uh, episode, the 40th chapter of the Corona Diaries. So I was chatting to Steve uh, Hogarth about um, about that and what we would do. And we said that we'd um, we'd record it in the evening. So we'd have a more lighthearted take on the podcast, have a glass of wine um, and do an evening recording. And then we got on to talking about... Um, whether we should get a guest in so we um we chatted a bit and decided that we'd be not quite nice to get a guest and he had a guy called dave gregory uh, who played in his solo band and dave gregory is the guitar player with um new wave band xtc so if you remember um you know senses working overtime or um you know making plans for nigel those kind of tunes then dave was the guitarist in that band so that was great. We thought, fantastic. And then the final bit was, well, could we stream it live? And we started to experiment around. And I I sort of picked up on the fact that Zoom would do this. I said, well, why don't we try it? Why don't we try it with Zoom? So I spent the weekend messing about to see if I could get it to work relatively easily. And uh, just about managed to get it to, you know, to, to work with not an enormous amount of effort. So we went live tonight. And you know what? It was fantastic. Um, we were able to get a little bit of feedback through the the Patreon platform, and a little bit of feedback actually, as it turned out, over YouTube, uh, to, to you know of what was going on with the audience. But we managed to get a stream out there to um, you know 250 people, 300 people on the evening, and then it's been watched another sort of 300 times since then. And it's an unlisted link, so you'd have to be you'd have to follow um, the Current Irish podcast. You'd have to be a patron of that podcast to get hold of the link to watch it. But it seemed to it seemed to work really well, um, uh, and and there's quite a sense of achievement in how in sort of having managed that. I mean, I explained while we were on the recording uh, tonight that this is not what this is not what you know we do. It's not what I do. It isn't it isn't what 
Steve does. There's a guy called Tim Sidwell who does does a lot of stuff for Marillion in terms of their um, their their uh, video stuff, their their recording stuff. He produces all their the footage for their Blu-rays and and DVDs and what have you. And I'd sort of got in touch with Tim and said, Tim, I'm you know I'm doing this. I know it's a bit lo-fi, but you know, will it work? And he came back and said, Yes, it will. will it, uh, yes, it will work absolutely absolutely uh fine but it was not we don't have anybody in that kind of league who can help with those kind of things so it's just a wonderful sense of achievement to have got that work in and to have got dave on screen and to have got at least something out to people that they could enjoy to kind of mark that 40th that 40th chapter of the you know of, of the podcast so um yeah quite a sense of achievement um this evening and really really quite pleased with with how that how that turned out, and uh, and got to start planning now for what to do when we get to number fifty. Tuesday. I kind of want to put an urban myth straight, and it's about tea. Um, now I can get very very um, anal about the whole subject of tea. Um, tea's very important and deserves to be taken seriously because it's a big thing um you know you can explain to me why you don't use yorkshire tea bags but don't expect to get a fair hearing uh, that's one that's just out there and is just a is just a given um you know if you tell me you don't draw fresh water and 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 you or you use reboil water for tea then we might end up having a conversation um the water does have to be boiling hot there is no way around that uh, if you're going to make a decent brew so there's lots of things about tea that i take very very seriously but the urban myth that i want to talk about and i re- realized it today and it's i'm not saying it's crept up on me but it's taken a while to feel the way i do for the vast majority of my life i've had a a, a, a sugar in my tea not a heat teaspoon probably sort of three quarters of a teaspoon of sugar uh, maybe in my tea and that's been forever uh, as far as I could remember so we're into a lot of years of having a you know a single sugar uh, in a mug of tea right um, now about 18 months ago maybe a bit more I stopped that and around the time I stopped it I was told by more people than I care to remember that um, oh, give it a couple of weeks. You'll 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 not notice the difference. And then on the back of that statement, which in of itself seemed quite brave, um, we got the statement of, um, "What's more, you won't ever, you won't even be able to drink it, or you'll never be able to work out how you could have drunk it with sugar." So we're on with a couple of weeks of. Um, you'll never, you'll never, you know, they've changed in a couple of weeks, and you'll you'll won't taste the difference. And then the second was, yes, once you get to that stage, you won't think about how you could have had it the other way around. And that's nonsense. That is, it's absolute nonsense. It's taken 18 months to get to the point now where I now uh, am happy to drink a cup of tea without sugar and it tastes like it's something I enjoy. It, 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 it's, and I, and it makes it sound like I've, you know, I've been cringing as I've been drinking tea. I haven't been cringing, but the point is I've got to the I've got to the stage now where my taste buds or whatever have changed, my senses have changed, and I'm fine with a cup of tea without sugar now in a way that I wasn't two weeks after I changed. Um, so if anybody says that to you, 
if if you're planning on making a change to something and somebody says to you, do you know what? Give it a week, you you won't be able to go back. It's largely it's it's largely rubbish. In the case of tea, it's absolutely rubbish. Um, I still have a sugar and coffee. I I don't know if I could move out of that one. That one's gonna. I think that's gonna be a lot harder. But I don't know if I've got eighteen months of my life to commit to it to get there. Um, you know, I've got to start looking and going. Well, I hit fifty this year. If it's a three score and ten, that's twenty years left, and I'm gonna make eighteen months of that twenty years miserable by kicking sugar and coffee. So we're now getting into a whole debate about whether it's even worth it. But the point is, having been through that period of time, that oh. Two weeks, you'll never notice the difference, is absolute tripe. Wednesday. If you listen to more than a few uh, TFMs, then you already know what I'm going to say now. Um, And before I say what I'm going to say now, I am absolutely sure that what I'm going to talk about isn't going to change anything that... It, it the world hasn't shifted there's not been some kind of you know cataclysmic event gone on today that is going to alter the future uh, of of the or the immediate future right okay but my football team beat manchester united tonight and my football team haven't been able to you know look anywhere like buying a win up until beating Newcastle literally a couple of weeks ago, went to Old Trafford and beat Manchester United at home, and they beat them 2-1, and what's more, they deserved to win. Uh, They were organised, they were disciplined, they played with real heart, and they were absolutely superb, and it might be one of the few evenings of football that I walk away from smiling, but I wasn't smiling tonight, I was beaming from ear to ear. Because... If that that could be the highlight of our season. Now, I'm not going to get carried away. This isn't changing anything fundamental. The, the task at hand to not get relegated is nigh on impossible. And to talk about the clubs around us and to say, well, you're getting closer to the team above you and the team above them, misses the point completely. It would be a Herculean effort for a team that's had such a disastrous start to a Premier League season, to even come close. I mean, look, respectability, and by that I mean, for argument's sake, not going down on the lowest number of points for any Premier League team in history, would at this stage be an achievement. So I'm not shying away from any of that. But my football team went to Old Trafford and beat Man U tonight. And how can I not, how can I not celebrate that? And I know there are some Manchester United fans who listen to this podcast. And I know you're going to turn around and you're going to claim about this in terms of a decision and what have you. And do you know what? On a different day, you're probably right. But we've had a lot of that go against us. And tonight, it didn't go against us. And tonight, everything fell. And tonight, everything falling on our side, you know, a a, a little dollop of luck, along with a huge, huge amount of heart, got us over the line tonight. And... I, I I can't ask for much more, you know. It, 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 this may be the last point I mentioned Sheffield United. Actually, no, it won't be because do you know what? If we go down and we go down for all those things, if we go down as the lowest point scoring team in Premier League history, if we go down with the lowest number of wins or whatever, that's fine. That's fine because the one thing I will say is I've seen enough from my football team this year to to know that they actually they didn't give in and they haven't. They're not 
you know, on the bus or they're not already what it is whenever, you know, a team disappears off. They are actually turning up and they're working and they're trying to do the best they can to alleviate the situation they're in. So do you know what? I will mention it again. If we go down with, as I say, with a ridiculously low points total, then you're fine. Fine. I'll accept it for, I'll accept it for what it is and I'll still be proud of them for having achieved what they've done. But this week, this week, it's just that bit sweeter. Thursday. So one of the big things of the last year or so has been the rise of this term woke. Um, and it's been one of the terms that's been uh, weaponized to a certain extent. Um, the Ramona is, is a similar sort of term. So if you're somebody like me that thinks Brexit is a ridiculous idea and absolutely, staunchly was it in favour of remaining in the EU. Then over a period of time, because people with a different point of view got bored of people like me making the argument for staying in the EU and then making the argument, I guess... um, to, to just ask for some kind of evidence or just to keep pointing out the potential pitfalls of, of, of Brexit as a strategy, you know, the, the term Ramona became an easy label. Um, and, and that was a label that, f- that flew around for quite a while and still does float around for quite, for quite a while, to be honest, and still is, you know, it still is used, but it isn't used to the same extent that it always was. Because obviously this is, this is where you are in, in, making everything easy to understand so you you come up with a term like that and you throw it about and if you throw it about enough it gets adopted and then a whole raft of things just get labeled as Ramona behavior whether they have validity or not and in the case of a lot of Remain arguments they did have validity but it was easy to throw the insult at them in the same way that the, the you know project fear was thrown around as a, as a as an insult to people who would say well look post-Brexit there's going to be a load of issues now there have been a load of issues there are a load of issues post-brexit all those things that were project fear to a certain extent have happened or a large number of them have uh, and yet it was easy to label and put everything into the project fear um you know um sort of bucket because if you threw a few things in there that were just absolute nonsense you were able to then um you know taint reasonable argument by association i guess and wokes become the new one of those. Wokes become the new phrase to throw about. And you get, and I'm not saying it's typically the same crowd, but there's a very jingoistic crowd that seem to want to throw the term woke around as an insult. The interesting thing about it is understanding what woke actually means. And, it, and it's, it's interesting because I don't think a lot of the people who throw it around as an insult actually fully understand what it, what it, what it means. Um, it, technically, when you look at the word woke, it, it basically all it means is aware uh, and attentive to important facts and issues, and and it's largely issues of uh, of racial and social justice. And in that term, I don't see what's wrong with being woke. I don't see why you would weaponize a term um, that essentially essentially says, look, I'm weaponizing you or I'm throwing this at you because you're somebody who is interested in equality or is interested in social justice. So that, therefore, I'm going to label you this way as if that's something you should be ashamed of because in reality, that's that I, I, I quite like being 
you know, being labelled as woke if that's the case. Um, and I don't really understand what weaponizing it is actually doing. The the whole Ramona thing, to a certain extent, I, I kind of got that, but but weaponizing woke doesn't really make any any sense um, because to suggest that you know not being interested in those things is a positive or that being interested in those things is somehow going to do damage to other people is 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 absolutely you know for the birds so uh, it came up this week as being something i was listening to a podcast and it was being discussed and i'd never really i'd had some inkling of what it meant but i'd never really gone back to the definition so having gone back to the definition and i'm now absolutely proud to say that you know, if that's woke, then I'm then I'm woke. Friday. So we've made it to five for Friday, um, and as I said, it's been a really busy week. Uh, there's been a lot going on in individual evenings. What from? I mean, the days have been full as well. But from doing the, you know, the uh, the live stream, the current Diaries live stream on on Monday, uh, the traditional uh, Tuesday night shop, uh, the Man U game, um, which was which was Wednesday night and was absolutely draining, uh, but but equally fantastic. Um, and I ended up working through last night to get a presentation finished, which I delivered today, which all went great, which I'm really pleased about. So uh, it, it just feels like the whole week's not stopped. And I've been trying to get out for a few extra walks and, uh, and and what have you. So when there's been a, a spare moment, I've you know I've invariably just grabbed the coat and gone out. Um, so we've got there. We've got to, we've got to Friday, which is which is fantastic. A huge congratulations to anybody if there is anybody left in the country doing Jai January that you're getting very close now to the end of that. So that that's good. You've got a couple of days and you're there. Uh, not quite sure why you would do dry January through a, a lockdown but hey if you are doing you've done incredibly well so you know so all power to you um but we're here and we've got five for Friday to, to to jog through so the first one because it just made me smile and it it, it made me smile because how it was written not because of what it is I've got a soft spot for Danny Dyer I mentioned this before because he did a a, a brilliant thing on BBC I think it was on BBC Bite Size, but he did some great historical stuff and it was fantastic. And having gone from not really, you know, not really getting Danny Dyer, I've now got a huge, a huge soft spot for Danny Dyer. He'd put something in, he revisited the whole thing about if if there's a way to bring on pregnancy or bring on um, not pregnancy. Um, I know I know there's a way to bring on pregnancy. He uh, if you can bring on labour. And it was in a podcast I think he does with his daughter, and um, and and he went through the ones the the, the wives' tales that have been there for forever, which is uh, which is um, um, sex and um, and 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 spicy food, so a curry. So he basically and and he was an advocate for both of those things. He said both those things work, uh, and he was sort of eulogising about that as a, as a solution or as a way to bring on labour. Um, it isn't that the that's not the reason why I'm I'm mentioning it. The reason why I mention it is because the Guardian wrote it up, and um, and when they wrote it up, the way they wrote it up was just really, really, really funny. So I'm going to share the article, um, but it's it's just if you want a two second read that's just amusing the way it's been it's been written up. Then the Danny Dyer thing, um, particularly because when you hear it, you're hearing it in the way he speaks. 
it's just it's just worth a read. So that's that's number one. I'll share the link on the on the show notes. Number two, and it's a little bit more. This sounds a little bit um, uh, a little bit like I'm getting a bit morbid, and I'm not. There's a. I started watching a, a documentary this week, a BBC documentary on the rise of the Nazis, and it and it talks to the period sort of 1930 to 1934. So it talks about the establishment of of the Nazi state, and it's really. I'm two episodes in. I've got an episode to go. And it's really really good. It's fascinating the way they weave together. Got a load of historians together, some different viewpoints on things, and they're looking at a lot of. They're, they're looking very much at the political and the mechanics of how it all came together and how the state was manipulated to go from being a functioning democracy. Though, though fledgling but functioning democracy to to effectively dem- democracy being dismantled and the bit that I, the reason I want to mention it is because dem- democracy was dismantled in six months and the only reason it chimes with that and I don't think this is what would have happened in the US that's not why I'm saying it but I'm if we we should constantly look to history for for lessons and to help us just make sure we don't fall into patterns of behavior that then become repetitive um and that it, it isn't it isn't that democracy was dismantled it's how fast democracy was dismantled and democracy democracy is always under threat always under threat and there's plenty of people who will threaten democracy because for a lot of people, democracy doesn't allow them power and it doesn't allow them cash. And those are the people that will put democracy under threat. So that program's really worth watching. Uh, I'm not saying it's light-hearted entertainment. It ain't Peter Kay, but it's really... It, I've watched the first two. I thought it was great. I'm putting it out there as a recommendation because it's... it's and if you've got if you've got kids of an age... Anybody even it's just we need to make sure we keep learning from this kind of stuff. So that's in there as you as, as part of your you know your, your your five for Friday. So I'm going to lighten it now. The other way, George Clooney signed up to get involved with a reboot of Book Rogers. Now, if you remember Book Rogers in the 25th century, and you have to be of a certain age to do that, though I think it's been repeated on one of the channels on one of the Freeview channels. It was this. Um, kind of, it was in the the sort of the A team kind of era. So when you got all those American, um, you got all those American sort of shows like the A team and Airwolf and all those kind of things going on, and they may and Battlestar Galactica, some sort of time to Battlestar Galactica, the the original one, and you've got you've got Book Rogers. Now it's it looks ridiculous now. I mean, it looks ridiculous in context to Star Wars, but obviously everybody was getting in on the back of the Star Wars thing and what have you. Um. But but Clooney's involved in this reboot, and that's got to be exciting. I mean, that's just got to be exciting. I mean, if it, you know, it's out there, it's never been remade, um, it's absolutely ripe for being remade, and I, I was really genuinely excited. In the same way I was disappointed that Bond's been put back, I was genuinely excited that Book Rogers potentially makes its way onto. I'm assuming it'll be a streaming service. I'm assuming it'll be made with somebody like you know Netflix or Disney. I know I know Clooney's been doing some stuff with Netflix, so maybe Netflix. But um, genuinely excited by genuinely excited about that. Which actually brings me to something else, which is uh, and this isn't including the five, but the Bond film's been put back, uh, and yet they're now having to go back and re-edit 
and reshoot and do bits of the Bond film because all those bits of tech that companies paid a lot of money to be featured in the Bond film and the Bond films for years have had product placement, paid product placement in them. Um, and these companies now that had bits of tech like phone tech and what have you are now wanting the, these all these scenes to be reshot because the tech that was in that was brand new at the time is now eighteen months going to be eighteen months to two years so it's going to be out of date by the time the film comes out which is, which is fascinating in of itself how much power those people have got to put the film back I don't know but it's an interesting it's an interesting sort of dynamic that's going on but that's not included in your five so we've had Danny Dyer we've had the Nazis we've had Book Rogers. Um, which you know, which are which are all things that are in the list. And do you know what? I now can't read my last two sentences that I've written down. I've just remembered what they are. First one, the nights are pulling out. It's getting lighter. We're moving towards spring. It's five o'clock now before it gets dark in an evening. Um, I've been out for the last two runs. I've been out for. I've not needed anything like the amount of clobber because it's genuinely been warmer. Um, you know, which is absolutely, which is absolutely great. So, as a thing to look forward to um, for the next few days and weeks, we are getting close. We're getting close to that point where it feels like we're coming out of winter, uh, and I think that's going to be huge this year because never have we come out of winter's nights during a lockdown certainly in my lifetime so to come out of that i think is going to be really really special and then the last word the last word is i've got some patrons um i've ended up with a with with a with a number of patrons so i've got people who um seem to like the work that A-Shore Stories does. So that is either with the 942 podcast or that's with the uh, Steve Hogarth podcast or it's even with this podcast or it's a mix of all of them. And because of that, um, these people support me um, on, on, on Patreon. And by that, they throw a few quid in the mix every month. And it just it's just a way of showing appreciation for um, for the podcast and for the, the, the work that I'm doing. Um there's a couple of things around that which are really interesting. Uh, one is the whole concept of how you align yourself with people who create product because I do exactly the same thing. There are a number of people I give money to to support the content they provide. Uh, and I think it's a really, I think we're moving to a, uh, and this is going to be a big thing in music as we go on and it becomes evident that streaming's an absolute con, um, that we, we're going to need to reach out and support artists directly because it's the right thing to do if you're listening to you know in some cases hours worth of content on a weekly basis that somebody is preparing and you're really enjoying that and it becomes part of your week then it's it, it, it's no different to a netflix subscription or a gym subscription or whatever it is it's actually right and proper to actually and there's nothing wrong with with having that kind of relationship with a creator now i wasn't saying that because i'm trying to drum up support for patreon that wasn't the point of saying it I was saying it because it's an interesting conversation to have and it's something we need to, you know, we need to think about and certainly something that that I think is important and I'm, you know, I'm doing uh, doing myself. The reason for mentioning uh, the fact that I've got some patrons is that um, I'm messing about now how to produce some extra content just as a little thank you. And one of the things there also was to try and create some kind of community feel. So... I, I threw out something on the group last week and said, does everybody fancy getting together for an hour on Zoom just to have a chat? And we had last Sunday the most fantastic hour, hour and a quarter, I think, 
where we just had a natter. So people I've I've read comments from and got to know and got to interact with. Uh, in some cases, you know, um, people like Jeff who sent me some hair gel. Um, we we got together on a Zoom call and we just had a really nice chat and we had a chat about the, the you know the Steve Hogarth things and the 942 things and bits of things going on in all of our lives and how we were coping and getting on and I just I just thought it was a really lovely um, hour and I'm going to try and do it a couple of times a month just for people to get involved um, and and just to you know to, to increase that sense of community and and, and just sort of say right if there's a way that we can all cross paths and it works then let's let's carry on doing it so that was really great and i wanted to finish on that because it was a huge positive uh, i hope you're all well i hope you had a good week um and we seem to be moving closer everything seems to be going in generally in the right direction so here's hoping that although it's going to be a while since the, the school is going to be open and i think we all kind of know it's going to be towards the end of march but we but i do think by then we'll be in a, a reasonable place so please stay safe please take care uh, and I'll look forward to talking to you all next week. If you've enjoyed Therapy For Me, then please subscribe and share as you see fit. This has been an A Short Stories production.